From PQED in San Francisco, this is the Writer's Block. My name is Ben Laurie. It's spelled kind of funny. It's L-O-O-R-Y. From Los Angeles. Well, actually, I'm from New Jersey, but I've lived in Los Angeles a long time. I used to be a screenwriter, though I was never very good at it. And a few years ago, I started writing short stories. They're usually very short, only a few pages, sort of colorful Twilight zone fables. Last year, through a series of semi-miraculous events, one of them, the TV, ended up in The New Yorker. And as a result, I got a book deal with Penguin. My book came out last week. It's called Stories for Nighttime and Some for the Day, and I'm here to read a few selections from it. A tree stands in the forest. It stands there for many years, watching animals go by, watching people go by, watching birds go by, watching clouds go by. It stands there, and it stands there, and it stands there, and it stands there. And then one day it decides to move. I'm going to walk, says the tree, and it does. It lifts its roots up out of the ground, and then it shakes them off one by one and heads off across the countryside. At first the going is rather hard, but then the tree gets the hang of it. What are you doing, the other trees say. I'm going to see the world, says the tree. The tree walks and walks for miles and miles. It sees many interesting things. A well, a bucket, an old barn, a rusted sign. It finds a road and follows it a great distance. Finally the tree comes up over a hill and sees a town spread out before it. A town, thinks the tree. This must be a town. And it hurries down the road toward the buildings. When it gets to the town, the people come out to greet it. A walking tree, they all say. A walking tree. Everyone seems so excited to see it. The tree is very, very happy. Hello, everybody, the tree says and waves its limbs around. The people laugh and dance with it. Let's have a celebration, they say. So the tree goes with the people down to the park that lies in the center of town, and everyone laughs and dances and sings and tells stories deep into the night. But when the tree awakens in the morning, it finds itself alone, and surrounding it is a tall iron fence. What is this, says the tree. It cranes over the top to get a better look. There's something on the front of the fence. The something is a metal block-lettered sign. The walking tree, it says. The tree paces back and forth in the enclosure. It tries the iron fence, but it's too strong. How did this happen, the tree says aloud. But there is no response. The tree doesn't know what to do. Every day people come and stare at it. It talks to them, asks them why it's been imprisoned, but no one pays any attention. Look, all the people tell their children. Look, it's the walking tree. And everyone acts like the tree is not even there, except there's something to see. Finally, the tree just gives up, goes to the center of the enclosure. It slides its roots down into the ground, and then it closes its eyes. And it sleeps, and it sleeps, and it sleeps, and it sleeps, and then it sleeps some more. The years go by. The fence starts to rust. Fewer people come by to see the tree. It's not walking, all the children say. It doesn't do it very often, say the parents. Eventually, the people in the town forget that the tree ever even could walk. The walking tree is just a name, they say. That's just what they call it. And finally, the people in the town stop coming to see the tree at all. It just sits there quietly by itself, surrounded by the tall iron fence. Even the sign that used to hang there that said the walking tree is gone. 
It rusted away and fell to the ground and was buried and has been long forgotten. And then, after many, many years, the mayor of the town makes a decision. That rusted old fence should be taken down, he says. It's unsightly and there for no reason. And so the fence is taken down and dragged away and destroyed, and only the tree stands in the park, and now the tree opens its eyes. Ah, says the tree, now's my chance, and it goes to take its roots out of the ground. But when it does, it suddenly finds it can't move them, can't budge them at all. What, says the tree, and pulls and pulls, but its roots won't move an inch. They've grown so deep they're sunk in fast. The tree frowns and looks around. And that's when the tree suddenly sees that the town is completely gone. In fact, the land itself is gone. And then the tree looks down. There below, way, way, way below, the tree can see the town. It's so far below, it's just a spot. The tree, you see, has grown. The tree has matured and become muscular and strong. Its bark is thick and healthy. Its leaves are many, wide, and green. It towers high into the sky. The tree has become magnificent, straight and proud and tall. And now it can't even see the town. That spot might have been a rock after all. Off to the side, the tree sees a river, and beside that, a little hill. And behind that, a group of little mountains, a little vale, a little dell. And beyond that, the tree can see the coast. And beyond that, the ocean wide, and scattered throughout a million islands, more land on the other side. The tree can see the whole wide world, every inch, every mile. The tree looks around, it stretches out. Hello, say the passing clouds. The tree smiles back and then looks up, and overhead it sees the sun, and it reaches up and touches it, while below, little people run. To subscribe to the Writer's Block and hear more stories, visit kqed.org slash writersblock. The Writer's Block is produced by KQED.